What's up, everyone? This is episode number 43 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle. And towards the end of last week's episode, I asked listeners to sit and really think through their approach to the hobby. I want to start off by thanking those of you who listened to that episode and weighed in on social media. Just a reminder, my Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast. My Twitter is at Wax Museum PC. As many of you already realize, the hobby is booming right now. And compared to past years in the hobby, I feel like everything in 2019 moved at warp speed. And with that being said, I felt like it was a good time to hear from some of you once again. And when I say that, I mean your actual voices. A couple of months ago, I did something that I called a listener forum, where I posed a series of questions, and four or five listeners sent me their responses to play back on the air. I'd like to do that again today, and this week's theme goes hand-in-hand with last week's episode. What better way to find out about the different approaches to the hobby than to ask people about them? So I took four people and asked them a series of questions that revolved around their experience with setting goals in the hobby. Before we go any further, I want to start off by giving them all a chance to introduce themselves. What's up, guys? My name is G. I go by The Lucky Show on Blowout and The Lucky Show 05 on Instagram. My main PC guys are Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, and Harry Giles. Uh, you know, I've only really been collecting seriously in terms of uh, collecting items for my PC since 2017. That's really when I figured out, hey, you know, I want to start buying singles instead of, you know, just, you know, casually ripping hangers and blasters here and there. So 2017 is when I decided to start picking up some Harry Giles and some nice Stephen Curry pieces. And, and it's just really snowball from there. My name is Jonathan, and I'm now commonly known as Basketball Card Guy. And as you might imagine, I collect basketball cards. That's all I collect. Uh, I did, however, start collecting when I was 12 years old, when my dad gave me some of his vintage baseball cards, some 1959 to 63 tops, uh, and that kind of started the whole thing for me. Now I'm collecting really any cards that the players have a part of. So if they're autographed, if they have a game-used jersey, any piece of a player card is the kind of stuff that I really enjoy collecting these days. My name is Christina, and you can find me on Instagram at Christina's PC. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-S-P-C. I've been collecting since 2016 when I opened my first box of 1516 Donruss basketball Hit a Carl Anthony Towns rookie, Auto Dominators. It was the week he was named Rookie of the Year. And the high I got from breaking that box made me a cardboard addict. My current PC is Towns, of course. And Michael Jordan, which I collect with Christopher. And Luca, which Christopher has tried to take over. My name is Jordan. I'm 37 years old and I'm from Portland, Oregon. Uh, Like many others in the hobby, I collected as a young kid in the early 90s in that uh, junk wax era that everyone talks about. Did it with my buddy, my brother, and a couple other friends. Uh, We collected everything, though. Went through different phases as far as collecting sports cards, magic cards, comic books. We even collected pogs for a while. Um, But back in 2000, around 2017... My buddy, who I grew up collecting with, kind of got me back into it. Um, At first, I wasn't interested, but kind of after him talking to me, I got 
got into it and the rest is kind of history just been really enjoying uh, the hobby all right so with each one of these collectors i sent them a list of five questions and asked them to give me just a short response to each one the first question was shortened to the point now these are all current collectors so i ask what keeps you collecting or what motivation do you have to participate in the hobby and just a note here each time i ask a question i'm going to play the responses in the same order that participants introduce themselves in. The reason why I collect basketball cards is because I love basketball and, and the NBA specifically. You know, since the early 90s when I started collecting basketball cards over baseball cards because of, you know, Shaq and Penny and obviously Jordan, Larry Johnson. Um, and then in the, the late 90s becoming a hardcore Kings fan. And, you know, before this hobby, I was a decent daily fantasy sports player and for several years, I invested a lot of time into that hobby, which means watching a ton of games on League Pass, uh, knowing random players, watching random games, and just having a general good feel for, for what's going on in the league on a, on a game-by-game basis. But, you know, it got to a point for me, 2017, 2018, I'm falling back in love with this hobby, and I'm, I'm honestly getting stressed out and pissed off on most nights doing daily fantasy. Um, I got... I was fortunate enough to qualify for the 2018 FanDuel World Championships, uh, but I was pretty much dusted mentally with the hobby and falling in love with basketball cards. So I decided, you know, that was going to be my last event. Um, I transferred all my funds after that into basketball cards, and I haven't looked back. And, you know, it's probably the best thing I've done in terms of enjoying the NBA again. Um, You know, it's... I still have a vested interest in specific players. And for me, uh, I collect players that I really love to watch. You know, Curry is the most ridiculous player I've ever seen. Um, And so it makes it easy to just hold on to them long-term, really enjoy their careers. And, you know, I'm not stressing out like I did on a game-by-game basis like I do daily fantasy sports. And that's a big reason why I see myself continuing to collect basketball cards for years to come. I keep collecting because it's fun. I, you know, honestly, it's like it's like the most relaxing thing for me. There's something about searching for certain things and finding a card you've always been looking for or completing a set or, or even just going through and organizing cards, like reliving the past, you know, seeing some of the stuff that you remember seeing from back when the old 90s designs are like the stuff that I love going through. I'll, I'll pile through like diamond, quarter and dollar boxes at shows just to see some of those great designed cards that I loved having uh, or wanted to collect when I was a kid and didn't have the access to at the time. So, I mean, I really, really love that aspect of it. It just helps me relax. I have a, a pretty rigorous day job. And so being able to just like sit back with the cards, it's just, it's totally relaxing for me. There are two main reasons that keep me collecting and in the hobby. The first is that there's always a grail to chase, whether it's your personal grail, a card you wanted as a kid that you thought looked cool, or the holy grail, Jordan PMG Green. So that chase, that adrenaline rush as you get closer and closer to that card, that grail, is a huge motivator to stay in the hobby. The second is a little more personal for me. I love visiting local card shops around the country. 
I like meeting the people there, the owners, talking to them, seeing how they set up their stores, and getting to know a region by what they collect. Ultimately, I think humans by nature like to collect. I mean, people of all ages, male, female, they collect. It just is they collect different things. So you might have Disney collectors, uh, people who collect stamps, coins, toenails, magnets, just a wide variety of things people collect. I just happen to enjoy basketball. I love the Blazers, have always loved the Blazers. Um, and it's just a way to keep me closer to the sport and closer to the Blazers as I continue to follow them, kind of getting another way to stay connected to the team. Okay, so now that we have a little idea of who exactly we're hearing from, I wanted to hear about those moments from this past year that helped to energize their enthusiasm for the hobby. Christine has already talked about a moment from a couple of years ago where when she pulled a um, Carl Anthony Towns auto, and you can tell that was a very exciting moment for her that really put things in motion. So for question number two, I ask our panel, what was your most exciting collecting-related moment in 2019 and why? My most exciting hobby-related experience from this past year has, has got to be the acquisition of the, the D-Patch Luka Doncic National Treasures RPA to 99. Um, it's really because uh, the story behind it that makes it extra special. Uh, so a few weeks before I acquired that card, I was at the National in Chicago and I was all lined up to buy another Luka Doncic D-Patch RPA to 99. That was a card that was on eBay uh, and I've been messaging the seller back and forth. Um, we realized that we we're gonna both be in Chicago and he was gonna bring the card for me. And we had in place a general price. We had a time, uh, it was 11 o'clock on Friday, 10.30 on Friday, I messaging him saying, hey, I'm headed your way. He says, great, I'm at table number number, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the card is here. I get there at 10.55, I message him, him saying, all right, I'm coming to your table. And it's 10.58, 10.59, I get to his table, and what do I see? I see, see a stack of cash, I see the Doncic on the table, I see him and the dealer shaking hands. And I get up to him and he immediately is just like, oh, I'm really sorry, dude. Like I, uh, um, And then he just slithered away. Uh, the dealer was a super cool guy. No, no ill will towards him. You know, he, he tried to sell me the card for a thousand dollars more than he paid for it. Um, and I just was not really feeling it at that point. So I was like, screw it, went and spent my money elsewhere and, and just was kind of bitter over the whole situation, feeling like I would never get a chance at that card again. And then, you know, fast forward several weeks later, uh, this gentleman pulls this card out of a box of National Treasures and posts it on, on Blowout. And I was just super fortunate to be the high bidder on the card. You know, obviously crazy things have happened to the card since then, but you know, it was really the story behind the story. I, in some ways, maybe I could have had both D patches, but you know, there's a chance I may not have, you know, gone for the second D patch. If I had the first one, I don't know. Um, but you know, just to have a, a second chance that quickly, it's such a ridiculous card. It's gotta be the, my most exciting moment of, of this past year. Man, there are so many exciting moments when I think back on 2019 and collecting for me. Um, for those of you that know me, like I don't open packs. So 
I don't have like the exciting moments of opening wax like I did 20 years ago and then finding that amazing card. Like those aren't the exciting moments for me anymore. My exciting moments now are like completing a set or getting like a one of a kind item and putting that into the collection. And so like if I had to pick out one thing, um, I think it would be I've been kind of I have a side personal collection of Thomas Bryant, who's on the Washington Wizards now. And he was a rookie on the Lakers, played very, very little. He had very little uh, court time at the time. Got called up by the Washington Wizards last year and made a splash. You know, the guy was double-doubling all the time. He was starting in games. An exciting player to watch. He's double-digit scoring in almost every game. And they did not make a single card of him in the entire year, 2018-19, up until the very end of the year. So the entire year went by, and this guy who had his breakout year, who I was watching, and and I was collecting all of his rookie cards in his Laker uniform, and and he had nothing in a Wizards uniform. And so finally Immaculate came out, the 2018-19 Immaculate, which came out, you know, just a month or so ago now, and he had five cards in that set. They were one card with four parallels for the base, And I was able to collect all five, including the one of one. So I would say that's probably my most exciting um, (laughs) kind of collectible moment. And the one of one, I think, only cost me like $40. So it wasn't like a big expenditure either, you know, like for something monumental. But I can actually say that I have one of every single card of Thomas Bryant in his breakout season. You can't really say that too often, that you have one of every single card made of a guy in an entire season. But it just worked out that way. My most exciting 2019 moment in the hobby this year was when I attained the National Treasures RPA of my boy Luca. I was actually at a trade night at a local card shop and I met the person who hit the card in store. What got his attention originally was my obsession with Prism Choice, and he was interested to see what I had hit out of that box that I was ripping at the counter. We started talking, and I let him know that we were totally interested. Then Chris took over, because he's like the trade master slash money man in our PC (laughs) relationship. And a deal was struck in which we came back to the shop a few days later and I got the RPA. It was during finals and I think that him being so tired led Chris to cave and set up that deal for me, for sure. So in 2019, um, I've always, from the beginning... I've always done group breaks. Um, mainly I do them and I do the pick your team. I do the Blazers. Just I feel it's a way to hedge my bet. Even if I don't, even if I don't get a large hit, um, I'll end up with some Blazer cards. So I'm pretty excited about that, I guess. Um, but in 2000, the end of 2019, just actually a couple weeks ago, I hit in a flawless break, a Damian Lillard championship tag um, through one of the group breaks that I did. As far as collecting goes and my love for the Blazers, it was a pretty big hit for me. I remember being excited, um, very excited. 
with that hit. I suppose it's fitting that a couple of those responses revolved around Luka Doncic's cards. He gave us a very exciting year, both on the court and then off of it in the form of cards. Um, Another response there revolved around the goal of acquiring all cards of a player from a specific year. That moves us right into our next question, question number three, which says, what have your hobby-related goals looked like in the past years? Did you actually sit down and write goals out, or were they more just in your head? And then how did these goals turn out? My hobby goals over the last couple of years have definitely changed pretty drastically. I think if you look back a few years ago when I was just getting back into the hobby, in many ways figuring out the hobby for the first time, uh, my main goal was really just trying to figure out what the heck all these Panini products were, you know? When I when I was a kid, when I left the hobby, there was Tops, there was Fleer, there was Upper Deck. And then you come back and there's 20 plus Panini products being released each year. You know, you're just trying to wrap your head around the hierarchy of things. So that first year I'm collecting Giles and Curry. And my main thing was just really trying to follow the market and learn each product from product to product to product over the course of the season, figure out what was hot. Um, more importantly, what, what cards I liked. And, you know, I, I felt like I really was able to use that knowledge this past season. My past season, I'd say my goals were to improve on the, the quality of my Stephen Curry collection. But also, I really wanted to, to be aggressive uh, acquiring Luka Doncic. And so I had cards even before the cards were released that that I was targeting of his. And that's something that I, I, I didn't have with Harry Giles just because I didn't know the product. Uh, definitely made a lot of mistakes with Luka Doncic. Might not seem like it just because of his performance and how, how his car prices have gone. But it's been another year of learning. And you know I'm not sure how I'm going to apply that in the future, but it's, it's like anything, the experiences that you gain, if you are thoughtful about it, are all things that you can apply to in the future. I had a lot of hobby related goals this past year. I think every year I do, I don't usually write them down, but I kind of embody them. I just know that I want to get something done. I think a lot of us probably, we have a card or two that we're looking to find this year and we hope to find it at nationals or a big show or that it comes up on eBay or something to complete a set or just something that you've wanted for forever and a half and you finally can afford it or something. But the biggest goal that I achieved this year fairly well was to organize. And man, it's my collection just keeps growing and growing and growing year after year. And it just gets harder and harder and harder to find cards within it like you start second guessing yourself do i have that card anymore did i trade that to somebody where is that like where did i put this or that so this year i really spent the time to organize the cards um starting my website was actually one of those pieces because i if i was gonna sell or trade cards i i needed to know where they were (laughs) um so i just started going through photographing everything putting barcodes on everything you can get really cheap barcode stickers And so I just started putting barcodes on everything, scanning them into a system that I made online, and then just have an entire catalog now that I can search through at any point to know what do I have. I can type in like a player name and I can see everything I have of that player. I can see when I bought it, what I paid for it, you know, and just have like a really good 
handle on the history of that card. And it really helps me when I'm like out there looking for something that I don't like duplicate or buy too many of the same card. And that, you know, I understand what I have available when people are asking me or where it is, what box it's in, where I have it stored, that kind of a thing. So organizing was a major, major goal of mine and something I I was actually able to achieve with those systems this year. I don't really write down my goals. I find that when I do, I don't stick to them. And then I just feel like this guilt slash unaccomplished feeling of disappointment (laughs) when you don't succeed in the goals you write down. So I like to keep my goals right now totally in my head. Some goals I had in 2019 were the podcast, kicking off a podcast, making card store tour more featured spotlight on the podcast, which was really just my excuse to Chris to go out and go to more card shops and pretty much buy more boxes of anything I could rip. And another goal I had was to professionally break. I think they've turned out pretty well. I'm guest breaking at Bullpen in Los Angeles. uh, So I'm not professionally breaking per se, but it's a step in the right direction. So I think that counts, right? So I've never sat down and written out my goals. And I've actually never thought, hey, what is my collecting goal for this year? Um, I have different things that I'm always working on. And last year, specifically in last season, basketball season that is, I was very big on Pascal Siakam. I watched him kind of towards the end of, um, what would that have been, the playoff run that they had in 2017 or 18. And then the beginning of last season, I pretty much went out and got everything Pascal Siakam that I could. I got a lot of golds a national treasure, and just being able to watch him uh, develop his game, get a bigger name within the hobby, uh, that was kind of fulfilling. It was kind of exciting that I kind of got on um, the bandwagon early and got a lot of these cards for uh, really cheap because uh, I have a collection. Although I've sold some of it, I have a collection now of Pascal Siakam that I wouldn't be able to afford as it is. All right, so multiple people indicated that they don't actually write their goals down. I'm in the same boat as them, but now I'm going to encourage our participants to at least say them out loud. Actually, I'm going to force them to. Question number four, what are your top three hobby goals for 2020? Okay, my top three hobby-related goals for the upcoming season. I'll keep it really simple. Number three is just cleaning up my PC. You know, I've really honed in on Doncic and Curry and random Kings players as my PC guys. And so I've got Anthony Davis's, Damian Lillard's, Russell Westbrook, James Harden's uh, that I like. These are players that I like, but uh, they're not really players that I want to continue to grow the collection. In all honesty, you know, those cards that I have there is probably belongs better in someone else's collection. Uh, so selling those, using the proceeds, obviously, to pick up a really nice Courier or Doncic, that makes a lot more sense in my PC. Number two, it's really picking up either Luka Doncic's gold optic or gold prism rookie card. Two, obviously, huge cards. I don't really need to explain why I want those cards, but you know, I did a top 25, uh, my favorite Lucas from my PC, and I posted that on Blowout. 
and either one of those cars would obviously fly up into the top three and probably two. Uh, so it's it's a goal of mine. Um, you know, I'm thinking about selling off a lot of the Luka Doncic cars that didn't make the top 25 and then also cleaning up the PC using those proceeds, add them up together, you know, could equal a gold prism or gold optic, which would be a pretty sweet upgrade. Number three, it's a real simple one. You know, if I look at my PC, Curry, Steph Curry is really my main guy. You know, my collection, my PC of him by far is the biggest, best quality. Uh, but there's one card that's missing. It's a pretty obvious one. And it's his 2009 National Treasures RPA to 99. I love to pick one up, you know, BGS 9 with a nice patch. There was one on eBay a little while ago. I think it still might be up there. And, you know, the seller's price has gone up. And hopefully a deal can be made there. But that is definitely my number one goal heading into this next season is to acquire that card. So I have about three solid goals for 2020 in the hobby. Um, and they're all related. So I'll kind of give them to you all at once and I can kind of take them one by one. But one is to downsize. Two is to limit my personal collection. And three is to add to a card story. So let me kind of explain how those all go into each other and what they mean. So first, downsizing. Uh, I just want to get rid of some stuff. You know, I've collected a lot. I think a lot of us get into that zone where we're like, wow, there's so many thousands of cards here. I just don't need all of these anymore. So working out ways to focus in a little bit more on the stuff that I love the most. Secondly, is to limit the PC. So in the same sort of fashion there, I don't want to just shrink what I have. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not adding any additional cards to the PC without taking some away. That's my new rule. So uh, I have kind of a limited, I have a couple of boxes of personal collection cards. And once they're full, they're full and they're full right now. So if I get any new cards, I have to find a card that I'm willing to take out of that personal collection to put a new one in and so that's the rule I'm going with for 2020 hoping that I can really hone in on just the stuff that's really the cream of the crop for me the stuff that I love the most and the third adding to a card story you know this year I traded away and I sold a bunch of cards that I had for a very long time one such card was a Tony Kukoc uh, game used jersey from the first year that Upper Deck made those game jerseys and it was a card I had since it came out. I mean, I saw it come out of a pack. One in 2,500 packs, those things were. And I saw it come out of a pack, and I traded a guy for it on the spot, and I've had it ever since. But I, I sold it this year to someone that was looking to get it autographed and create a collection of all of those cards autographed. Like, what an amazing undertaking. And I just thought about it, and I'm like, you know, this card is sitting in a safe... And it has been for the last 20 years. That's why it looks nice. But um, it's not, it has no story. It got pulled out of a pack and then I basically threw it in a safe after that. And so by trading it away or selling it away at this point to someone who's going to get it into Tony Kukoc's hands, Kukoc is going to sign the card. And it's going to be part of this greater collection of signed cards. Just 
it just has a better story. It's just such a cool thing. It's like the card is living out its potential. I know that sounds weird, but that's how I feel about it. So I'm trying to do more of that, you know, and I'm trying to help other collectors that are looking to finish sets, uh, other collectors that are looking to collect certain players, or they're just really passionate about a card they're looking for, and I'm trying to hook them up with it. Whether I have the card, whether a friend of mine has a card, um, I'm just trying to be a networker for them and get people the cards that they really, really love. 2020 has a lot to live up to. 2019 was a super hyped up year in the hobby. The hobby grew crazy speed, uh, especially towards the second half of the year after national. So I've set three goals. Thanks, Kyle, for making me write them down after I just said I don't like writing down goals, which means these three goals are totally not going to come true. So bear that in mind. Number three would be to visit 40 card stores that I've never been to before across the country. 40 because 20 plus 20 is 40. So 40 shops in 2020, I think, is a good goal. Number two is Chris is graduating in May, and I would really like to buy him one of his top five cards as a graduation present. And number one would be to pull the Luca Black from the 1819 Prism. Enough said. Number three, get organized and stay organized. And this isn't to say that I am disorganized with my cards, but I will go through times where I'll start little piles of cards collecting throughout my house or in the room where I store all my cards, and it can get a little bit messy. But what I more or less mean is putting them in an, a way that I can appreciate them more, whether that is in a binder, whether that's in a box that's easy to access and get into and find the exact card I'm looking for. I want to appreciate what I have. We're always going out and buying more. I don't want to forget to appreciate what I've already gotten. Number two, I want to stay on budget, whether that's a monthly budget, a weekly budget. I just need to stay in budget. Um, not that it's been, again, a huge problem in the past, but there's so much stuff out there. You cannot own it all. You can't have it all. You have to kind of pick what you want, decide what you want, and make sure you stay in that lane. And I'm going to try to do that as far as like, you know, the few rookies that I do have and then my Blazer collection. I kind of veered off of that a little bit last year. And then I don't I don't appreciate the cards as much because it's not something it was more of an impulse buy. Um, than something that I truly wanted or needed, I guess you could say. And number one, I want to continue to give back to the hobby and enjoy the hobby. Um, this past three years or so that I've been collecting, is it's been a lot of fun, and I just want to continue having this fun, and I want to continue enjoying the hobby. And I mean, had you asked me five years ago if I would be involved in a sports card podcast, number one, I would have thought you were crazy. Two, I would have been shocked that there are sports card podcasts out there. Um, but I've learned so much. I've met people that I would never come across in any other day-to-day -day life just because we don't cross paths in the other circles. I want to continue going to my card shop, meeting people there, going to card shows, building relationships, um, being a part of Blowout and Instagram, although I'm probably more, more involved in Instagram than Blowout. I post a little bit on Blowout, but I'm mainly kind of a reader on there. 
I'm really excited to see some of those goals and see how they play out over the course of the next year. Obviously, everyone here has a little experience with setting goals. Maybe some of you that are listening today, maybe you don't. So question five for today's panel. What is a quick piece of advice you'd give to someone that's setting hobby-related goals for the first time? I think my one piece of advice when it comes to setting hobby-related goals, I just figured out when I was doing it myself, is be specific. You know, I think being specific allows you to really hone in what, on what you need to do. And I think the reality is this hobby really isn't about setting goals in December and then checking back a year later and seeing how you did. You know, we, we set goals, we have projects, and we don't know what the timelines are on those. But the more specific we are, the more we know what we need to do. You know, for me, my goal number two was what was to acquire a Luka Doncic gold prism or gold optic rookie card. So what do I need to do to, to accomplish that? Uh, I need the funds, right? So if that means selling Luka Doncic cards outside my top, top 25, selling off PC items that don't belong, um, you know, I know what I need to do. I have a general idea of how much money it's going to cost me to do it. And then finding the card. So being specific really gives me a plan of action that gives you a better chance of actually accomplishing that goal. My main piece of advice to people that are setting hobby-related goals this year is make sure your goals are fun. Make sure that you don't forget that this is a hobby. When you turn it into an investment or into a business and then you start thinking, I have to do this or I have to do that, you've lost all of the fun. You're taking the hobby out of the collecting and it's just not worth doing anymore you know so as much as like i had a great success this year in organizing cards and that was a big thing for me if you hate organizing you hate the idea of typing in stuff into the computer don't do it come up with a goal that you're going to actually enjoy doing because you're going to make achieving it so much easier okay if you're setting goals for the first time in the hobby i have two pieces of advice one, set three goals, the first being completely attainable, the second being a bit of a reach, and the third being a grail, holy-like dream, which is reflective of the three goals I set for 2020. My second piece of advice is don't get discouraged when you might not hit any of those goals it's okay no one needs to know except everyone who listens to a podcast where you've list out all of your goals and then in 2021 they come to you and say hey christina did you hit any of your goals and you have to tell them no so don't tell anyone your goals would be my third piece of advice my quick piece of advice is probably set a few set some like easy ones, whether that's like getting a card or maybe just something simple as setting up an Instagram account and joining that community. Um, and then set some big goals that are maybe even more like dreams. I want to, I would love to attend the nationals sometime. Um, will that happen in 2020? Probably a long shot, but you never know. Um, so I would say set multiple goals, some big, some small. All right, before I let our panel go, I want to give them a moment to tell all of you about something they're working on or any social media they might want you to take a look at or maybe even any cards that they're still looking for. So if you like what you heard today, make sure to check out some of the stuff that they're about to talk about.
me personally, I got nothing to plug because I'm I'm lame and I'm old and I've got a hectic wife, two beautiful girls, awesome wife. You know, so for me, this is really an escape, uh, a, a true hobby where I get a chance to enjoy looking at pictures of dudes on a cardboard and talking about it with other dudes who get me. Uh, so my plug is to Kyle, to to all the time that you put into this hobby, man. If I look at what you've done the last year, you know you've put up RPA trackers for for Luca, for Curry, for Anthony Davis, for I'm missing someone, uh, Kawhi. Uh, it's really impressive, just that alone. But then you add the Wax Museum podcast, and you're cranking out episodes each week, and it's not just like sloppily put together. It's quality episodes of a variety of topics. Um, it's just impressive, man. And I, I know you put all this time and energy into this hobby and it just comes from a true love. So you're one of the guys that I admire in this hobby and one of the best guys in the hobby. So I appreciate you, man. The best part of this hobby for me is still connecting with other collectors. So I invite anyone to please reach out to me through my official site, at basketballcardguy.com. You can also get me on Instagram at basketballcardguy or on Facebook at facebook.com slash basketballcardguy. I have a new YouTube channel that I just launched uh, and that is linked off my official site as well, basketballcardguy.com. All right, for a shameless plug, I'm going to tell everyone that they should listen to the House of Jordans podcast. And to help me attain my third goal of 2020, I ask all listeners to this podcast to please DM me with a name and location of your local card shop to help me hit my 40 card shops in 2020. I would appreciate you telling me which ones in your area are worth going to. So on Instagram, my username is Hazen, that's H-A-Z-E-N underscore cards. I also have a YouTube account. I haven't posted or made a video in, I think, over six to eight months, but that's also Hazen Cards. That's where you can find me. Um, the easiest is probably through Instagram. I follow a lot of people. I like talking with people on there. As far as looking for cards, there's nothing off the top of my head that I'm specifically looking for right now. Okay, there you have it. I want to thank all of my participants once again. They were all willing to help us out and give us just a small window into their collecting world. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I feel like it's nice to hear, you know, different voices every once in a while. Before I close this one out, I do want to take a moment to list five goals that I have for this coming year, a couple of which I've already started on already. Um, as indicated in my questions today, I think setting and sharing goals is important. That doesn't mean that I'll complete all of these, and if I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but I think it will help me to stay a little more focused with my hobby resources. Now, ideally, I'd love to complete my signed 1972-73 top set, but I don't think that's going to happen. So here are my five most realistic goals in no particular order. I want to purchase or upgrade five rookies of historic players, and that could be both past and present. I want to organize my card show inventory and clear out different lots of inserts and miscellaneous cards that I have sitting here at the house. I want to stop buying so much $10 and under crap on Check Out My Cards. I love the site, but I buy a lot of junk on there. 
Um, I would like to track down or acquire another Topps Big Game Jumbo Pacers patch and another Topps Total Pacers Gold Parallel. And then finally, I want to prioritize quality over quantity when it comes to acquiring Pacers patches. Instead of getting a bunch of little patches of different players, I'd like to just get a couple of real nice patches for each one. All right, so next Thursday will be January 2nd, meaning this is the last show of 2019. As I sign off for the year, I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or Jeff Foster's January 16th birthday. Whatever this season means for you, make it a good one. As always, you can find me throughout the week on my Instagram, which is at Wax Museum Podcast, or my Twitter, which is at Wax Museum PC. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Google Play. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store, tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast.